0: with fat envelope frenzy and smoking stars coming up with Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on star style be the star you are right now right here
1: On Sound Authors, you can expect the unexpected. Kent Gustafson, Ph.D., author, publisher, professional musician, and now talk radio show host will not only entertain you, but with new books and guest authors from around the world, will interview talented independent musicians showcasing their fresh new music. Plan to join Dr. Kent and friends each Friday morning at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, on World Talk Radio Studio A.
2: Sound Authors, where authors sound off. Listening to World Talk Radio, where the world comes to talk.
0: Well, hello, Power Partners, and welcome to Radio's finest hour of Power Star Style. Be the star you are. A program of positive book talk with authors and experts that help you excel and exceed in life. My name is Cynthia Bryan and I am thrilled to be your personal growth success coach right here on the airwaves with you every single week. So get ready to pump your energy, love, learn, laugh, listen, and live your dreams through books and media. We have been continually on the air since 1998, so hopefully we know what we're doing and we're bringing you the best of the best. We are a show about following your heart and doing what you love, bubbling with enthusiasm, inspiration, motivation, information, and tools for daily living. We call it Champagne for the Spirit. The Miracle Moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, coaching you to be the star of your own life. For more information on a personal session over the phone or in person, 925-377-7827. That's 925-377-STAR. And the Miracle Moment is from psychologist and professor and author William James. It is our attitude at the beginning of a difficult task, which more than anything else, will affect its successful outcome. And another one from Teddy Roosevelt. Whenever you are asked if you can do a job, tell them, Certainly I can and get busy and find out how to do it. That's the actor in me. Well, we have a hot, 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 hot show for you today. Why is sexual chemistry the key to finding and keeping lasting love? That's our topic in our first segment coming right up here with author Carol Castle followed by the tough admissions requirements for colleges and universities with Joey Jagger-Hyman's book, Fat Envelope Frenzy, And in Tea for Two, Heather Brittany and I will be talking about smoking in Hollywood and the phenomena of the smoking celebrities and what it means to all of us. This program is brought to you by Be The Star You Are, a charity of 501c3, empowering women, families, and youth through improved literacy and positive media and of course tools for living our motto is to be a leader you must be a reader so sit back and enjoy this show Well, what makes a relationship work is it communication compatibility or a sizzling sexual chemistry nationally recognized leader in the field of sexuality dr carol Cassell is a senior health scientist at the university of new mexico school of medicine She believes that what is overlooked and undervalued in relationships is passion. And she invites you to ignite your passionate fire with her new book, Put Passion First, Why Sexual Chemistry is the Key to Finding and Keeping Lasting Love. Welcome, Carol, to Be the Star You Are. Well, hello. I love your show, by the way. Oh, well, thank you. Now, am I saying your last name right? Is it Cassell or Castle? Uh, Cassell? Cassell, okay, so I said it right. Cassell, all right. I want to always make sure. Carol Cassell, C-A-S-S-E-L-L. We want everyone to go out and buy the book, put passion first. Now, if asked to be very honest, Carol, most people would probably admit that having a healthy, happy, and a hot relationship would be a priority. However, from what I'm reading in put passion first, most of us may be choosing comfort, security, and just maybe companionship over sexual chemistry. So what do you think is the first step to really discovering our very sexy, feminine female that's inside of all of us gals out there? Right. Well,
1: first of all, I was interested, because I'm basically a researcher and a scientist, I was very interested in why do marriages fall apart the way they do in this country? You know,
0: yeah, 50% or uh, yeah, higher, if, that's a pretty scary
1: thing. I mean, it's really amazing stories about people are so enthused, they get married, You know, the hopes are very high for a great relationship, and then one out of two break up over time, 60% the second time around break up, and I have no idea how many people that have lived with somebody break up, but we know the numbers are really high. So we know that there's an issue there, there's a problem there, and I began to research what goes wrong and what i discovered is that we for the last 20 some years have gone in one direction way too far and that direction is what you said which is we think we should find a partner based totally on being compatible and harmonious and our soulmate but i am saying that if you look at what science can tell tell us about love and sex you want to start out being truly truly a sexual sizzle with that other person, then it blends into friendship over time. But if you don't have that sizzle at the very beginning and then later on work to keep that sizzle there, that relationship won't be truly satisfying.
0: So what will happen is your sizzle will fizzle, right? It does fizzle. And that's and exactly it. You see, all these see this disappointing is a totally different approach, Carol, than what most books write about and what most people say because I think especially as women for so long, we have been prompted to be the good girl, you know, and right. once in a while you want to put on uh, that other little sassy side of you. That's right, However, woman. I think we've been taught that to... Procreate to make the right family that you really have to have this stability. But I totally see where if you don't have that sizzle in your relationship, eventually it doesn't matter how good of friends you are, you become like brother and sister, which is a great relationship, but it might be just friends and there's really nothing more there. That's right.
1: And, you know, what happens is you get unhappy with it, just as you said, because you want more than just friendship. There's friends, of course. We all want friends. But in a committed romantic relationship, you want to be a lot more than friends, but you talked about women in the good girlness, and that is one thing I was so startled with I mean women today are different than their moms were way back when of you know sex is no longer a guilty pleasure amongst women they see it as part of who they are their whole sensual personality, but even that, women still are afraid to just say, I am a sensual, erotic woman, and part of it's the culture teaching that there's two kinds of women, good women and all the others, and the other part of it is we get our heads so whacked out on being overweight, of not being just how we want to look, and I think that that's a great inhibitor, and that's a terrible thing for teenage girls too,
0: but well, it's a terrible thing, Carol, because I'm, this is one of the reasons we do this show is I really think that the media propagates that propaganda, right? If you just look in any magazine. You've got to look like Barbie. You have to have big breasts. Yeah, exactly. My goodness, yeah. if you weren't blessed with these kinds of outcroppings when you were born, you, you know, without a lot of cosmetic surgery, you can't really do a whole lot about it. That's correct. So but I, I, but my message to women and women that we are girls
1: is, you know, love yourself the way you are. Nobody is this model, thin, perfect-looking person. And when I interviewed men and asked them, what draws you to a woman? And I sat there, you know, ready to take notes. And I was so surprised with their answers, which were, what draws me to a woman is her being self-confident.
0: Confidence. That was your number one thing in your book, confidence.
1: Confidence that she likes who she is. And whether the woman is 16 or 60, that confident about who you are is a very appealing feature. The other feature is a sense of humor, that you don't take oh, in the world so seriously, you know, It's
0: very fascinating to me that we as women see ourselves differently than men see us as women. I just recently returned from South America and I had your book with me and I was reading it uh, while I was working down there and found it so fascinating. I, I met this woman who was just nearing her 80s. She had been married almost 60 years. Her husband had died two months ago. And my first response to her was, oh, I am so sorry for your loss. She said, do you know any good men? <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, well, that's what? a positive. She missed the sex. <laughs> she said, I, I go, what? what? You know I me? Mean, it was like, You're, aren't you in mourning? Right. She said, we had 60 fabulous years, and now I want more. <laughs> <But> <laughs> see, had isn't that a great in statement? In their relationship. Of, what a great positive attitude about life, you know? Yes. She said life was for the living. You know, she warned him, but she was was already, two months after his death, she was already on online sites and she was most upset (laughs) because they were um, discriminating against her age. So now she was lying and saying she was in her 60s because nobody wanted
1: to take an 80-year-old, you know? Well, Nancy, that's the problem. One of the research things that I did was trying to look at why so many people in the workshops and seminars would talk about being online trying to find somebody and they would do the first it's see you know, the exchange on emails, then there's the photograph, then there's the phone calls, then the setup to have a cup of coffee. And how many people told me that they just got so excited about meeting this person they had everything in common with, they'd go to the coffee shop and the person there was nothing there, no sexual chemistry whatsoever. And some of these relations had been three months of getting to know each other so there's an awful lot to be said about meeting that person physically and seeing what happens between you
0: well i think what your point is so well taken and you reiterate this throughout your book the name of the book is put passion first is that this whole idea of sexual chemistry really is physiological and it doesn't matter how nice someone is or how sweet or how intelligent or how confident or any of those really positive things if you don't have a, a chemistry that just sparks when you meet, that you want to hug, you want to touch, you want to be together, yeah. that it's not going to work. No, and you know, one you of the big... can't force it, can you?
1: Well, one of my big messages, both for adult women and to talk to young teenage girls about, is so that's what I call no-fault love. I mean, you can't put love in a bottle and say to somebody, here, have a sip, and they'll fall madly in love with you. No love potion number nine is out there. It just happens and it is what it is, and you can't do anything about it. You can't change how you feel, and you can't change another person. So don't take it personally in a negative way. If you're interested in somebody, and that spark isn't there returning to you. Just move
0: on. So and it may be, that maybe saying it's a friend. Maybe, yeah, maybe you just met a new friend. and But that saying, you know, love at first sight, that really does happen where you just feel this. Real connection to that's someone right. that you just have to be together. Yeah, and I, I heard so many wonderful stories about. And you share that. many of them in your book.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, it was so charming to hear people say, I know exactly the moment that I met him. And you know, a lot of people said, uh, there's one story in the book that's very similar to several other stories. And what it is, is that they met this person and there was something there, but they said to themselves, oh, this person's not my type what am I doing? This is not for me. And they found themselves drawn to that person so strongly that they overcame the stereotype that he's not my type. And I say, open your mind. You, you know, you might have lots of
0: types. Don't put yourself in a box. You know, have an open mind. Well, and that, that's true about everything in life, is that we shouldn't just put ourselves in a box. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up, because you talk about this um, very profoundly in your book, how passionate sex, is safe sex because when you wrote your book swept away you were really dismayed and perplexed to hear so many women oh. talk about the risks that yes. um, they involved themselves in when they got swept away in that right. moment of passion but in this day and age we are smarter than that and the important thing is is to be passionate and to be safe absolutely, when I'm saying that you should
1: free yourself sexually to know how you feel I'm not talking about being irresponsible I'm talking about being, you know, very honest with yourself. But if you have to in this day and age, first of all, use some judgment. You know, be be somewhat cautious about being sexually involved with someone. Get to know them first. Don't just jump on that desire right away. Give friendship a little time to grow. That's part of it. Then the second part of it, frankly, is using contraception and protection. You don't want to... Put yourself into an unwise choice by getting yourself either an SPD or a pregnancy. And I get very concerned about women taking chances and risks that they shouldn't take.
0: Well, and I love the fact that you give women permission in your book. You say, look it, you know, go to the store and buy condoms. Keep them in your purse. If you feel that you're going to have this, you know, passionate fling, be prepared. Do not take these unwanted risks that could damage you in the long run. Absolutely. And, I mean,
1: you have to think well of yourself. You really do. Back to some of the things in your show, that sense, that inner core of self-esteem. You don't want to put yourself into some kind of risky situation. You think better of yourself. You know, I, I say to women all the time, I'm too good to get into that kind of risk-taking.
0: Well, and that brings up another topic, again, that's in your book, is uh, sex, what is it called? Um of friendship sex with fringe benefits. Is that what it's hooking up? Friends with benefits. Right, friends with benefits. Because I hear that from young people a lot, especially college age kids. Yeah. But the bottom line is, is it really doesn't usually work out because somebody no, gets hurt.
1: Uh, here's what the difference is You know, inside of each of us, as you, you even referred to this earlier, that we have some very big DNA, almost primal kinds of desires. But inside of everybody is a little cave person, okay, and that little cave person is really drawn back to DNA kinds of issues and survival issues. For women, they whether they consciously know it or not, they really want to be protected by a man. They want a man to care for them that they get sexually involved with because the basic primitive thing is women get pregnant, mm-hmm. and the little... little Save man doesn't get pregnant. So sex is a very different thing for men than it is for women. Not all the time, but most of the time.
0: Well, and I think that's a very, very important tool to take into our time period today in the 21st century, because even with all the contraception and the protection that we have, we are still women who bear children, and until, Absolutely. you know, men are bearing children, we still have that, I don't want to call it a burden, but that's, that's what happens if we're not right. being careful. So,
1: so, so, but no wonder, then, that women are so programmed to want affection along with sexual involvement and protection. So I tell you, I interviewed a lot of people, the research is very clear on this, that women on the whole do not benefit from hooking up, having very sexual, uh, having relations with a man in a very casual way. Men are mostly okay with it. Women say they are, but upon reflection. They're not okay with it. It's not good no, for a woman's soul. It really isn't.
0: Women's, women still basically want relationships. You yes, talk in your book, and the name of the book, again, is Put Passion First, about communication and uh, connection. And women really want that, whether they say they want it or not. That's that's right. you. <laughs> Well, uh, Carol, this is such a fascinating book, and I think this is one of these books that people, before they take that first step, they really need to know why the sexual chemistry is so important to keeping a lasting love. The name of the book is Put Passion First. The author is Carol Cassell. I want you to visit her website, www.carolcassell.com. That's c a r o l c a s s e l l dot com. And Carol, I want to thank you for being on "Be the Star." Do you have a final pearl, a final pearl of wisdom for us?
1: No, just that uh, I think that go out there and enjoy being a woman.
0: Oh, I love that. Be the sexy woman you were born to be. right.
1: Exactly.
0: Thank you so much for watching Thank you, Cynthia. Book. I, I enjoyed passion it. Question first, why sexual chemistry is the key to finding and keeping lasting love. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. We're going to college. When we come back, stay with us. We'll be back in a second.
2: Choices in your heart, is I show me sure.